Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Safe Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and I am Kyla. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one because yes. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to talk about the season. It's getting cold, it's getting chilly, there's bad weather, it's gray skies. So what does that mean? Ooh, I know it could be it could mean that we're entering fall, winter, or maybe a season that is pretty new to all of us. Cuffin season. Cuffin season. <laughs> Cuffin season. <laughs> I was like, I didn't learn that in school. I only knew winter, spring, summer, fall. I didn't learn cuffin season. Yes, it's upon us. And people are pretty anxious to get, get coupled up. And the dating apps are popping. It's like, no, don't fall into the trap. I'm not saying dating apps are a trap, but oof. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. You might expose yourself to some stuff that might not be ready for. Yes. Talking about not ready for it, but I was talking offline. We were talking about dating and I was talking about how you know, you might feel pressured because of the season, because of the gray skies. As people might be feeling pressure, same girls might be feeling pressure to get on the apps or get out there and just meet a person and just get booed up. Yeah, and I was talking about how I had a date and then I canceled because I was like, my, the peace of God wasn't on it. So I was like, yeah, that's a no for me. So my peace is way too expensive to mm-hmm. give it up for something mediocre. But I understand the pressure of wanting to be in a relationship, not during this time, but just wanting to be in a relationship because a lot of people are together and you get a lot of pressure also from people who are together, like I did. So I had Christian people tell me like, oh, you're too picky. You need to get out there. You need to, because you had a certain age and this is time where I had it all locked down already and all of these arguments. And it's well meant, but it's not helpful. Yeah. But what is cuffing season? Like, I know I had to look up a definition because, um, look, I think I knew like what it meant, but Urban Dictionary defines cuffing season as the cold season when one's coupling up. So you settle for a new boyfriend or girlfriend way below your standards. And I think that's one thing, like, even when you said your friends were, they met, they're like, oh, keep your options open. But then what does that even mean? I can understand, like, maybe some of the frivolous things that we ask God for. Ah, he has to be six feet tall. He has to be chocolate or whatever your desires are. You're like, oh, he needs to be a butter pecan or whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> and you have so all these requirements, like, oh, he has to work out. He has to have a dog or he has to be a cat person, wherever your desires are. So things that might not be things that you should have at the top of your list. Like those are things that I think gets in their way when they're dating. And those are understandable things to keep open. But like sometimes people are like, keep your options open and they might mean sacrificing other stuff. So have you encountered that where you might have to, because like cup and season really means you're going below your standards. So what standards are like something that is non-negotiable? Like this is a non-negotiable for me. I am not going to date someone who doesn't have X, Y, and Z. I think I can take this last happening 
that's an example. I was like, okay, I'll go off with this guy. But then, then my friend discovered that he was not a Christian. And I was like, yeah, that's a no for me. That's a no for me. <laughs> we ain't going to do all this. Yeah. At first I was like, maybe I can just go out on a date and just be nice or whatever. And then the Lord was like, oh, really? And then he was like, goodbye. And I was like, Ooh. suffering through the days to wait for the date. And then the date got postponed. Then it got postponed again. He was like, this is a sign. Read the sign. And then I was like, Lord, but I need another sign. A lot of times we need so many signs. <laughs> so many signs. And then so you know what he did? I prayed that he, the guy would cancel the date. Then I got sick. So I had to cancel the date. God was like, oh, really? You're waiting for him to cancel? I'm going to allow sickness so that you get the picture that, you know, hey, this is not for you. And as soon as I canceled the day, my face returned. I got the next day. People were commenting. They were like, girl, you have so much color in your cheeks. You look so well. <laughs> no, I have no idea. How could have been? Wow. So, yeah, that's one thing. That's a non-negotiable. That I think that's the head non-negotiable for any safe girl out there. If the guy isn't saved, and if he isn't walking with the Lord and doesn't have an active walk with Christ, don't expect God's blessing on it. God is a jealous God, not in a negative way, but in a way that he says that if you want my hand of blessing and if you want my goodness upon your life and my mercy, and I'm providing for you every day and I'm healing you every day and I'm delivering you every day from lots of things that we don't even know about, don't expect him to bless mass because he won't. That's what I learned from this experience. He definitely won't. And God doesn't play about us. I think that's like the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Like God is not playing around with you. And mm -hmm. I think it's almost to the point where we got to stop playing around with ourselves because we open ourselves up to so many things that God never intended for us. And I think that's like one of the questions you did ask, like, why do some people fall prey? Like, how does it happen? And to your point, like it's loneliness and it's okay, I guess like we could go out and it just be a fun time. But how many times have we ended up in situations where we're like, how did I get here? How did I end up here? And it's always just those little openings, those little doors that you leave cracked where the enemy is like, all right, I'm going to use this opportunity to kick it open and into your life and mess it up. And we wonder why we feel so far from God when God is literally... And you said it. He gave you signs. There's nothing. Now I know, I know that I know that there's no coincidence when it comes to God. Like there's nothing, when something happens, I'm like, okay, one sign. Then something else happens, I'm like, okay, another sign. I used to be that person. I used to be that person that tried to be like, see the good in everybody. And I'm like, oh, they could just be like, we having an off day or... Yeah, mm -hmm. I just see them yell at their mother, but it could just be a bad day for them. And like little things. And you keep making excuses. And then when it rolls up, then you're like, God, how do we get here? I've been warning you along the way. So I think it's because of the loneliness. We might turn a blind eye to certain things because they might be a good guy. We're like, oh, maybe if you're not a Christian, then that's okay. Or because like they have a good job or all these other things, you're like, oh, they could provide for me in that sense. So I could overlook other things so or yeah i could overlook like maybe they are abusive like verbally abusive i could overlook that because they're going to be a good provider so it's like little things that we sometimes make clearances for early on and then we regret it later 
You're speaking truth to power here because I think a lot of times that's what God ministered to me. When you open a small door to Satan, he's not a person that takes one finger. He takes out ten. <laughs> and then he'll take your toes with it too. And if he can take your head, he'll take it too. So yeah. he's just trying to get in. And a lot of times I, because of loneliness, will have you confused in the streets doing things that you don't want to do. And one thing that the Lord has been teaching me is like, Instead of you focusing on loneliness, like if you're feeling lonely, which is very normal, especially if you're living by yourself or if, if you don't have a partner or something like that, you might be feeling lonely, but reframe it because it, loneliness is a state of mind. Being alone is a fact. Loneliness oh. is a state of mind. And if we know that he will never leave or forsake us, and if we know that he will provide according to all our needs, and if we know that he has plans to bless us and not to harm us, then that would reframe your loneliness. I'm not lonely, I'm alone, which is different because God has me separated for a season. I saw this video a clip on YouTube and it was like, sis, God is separating you for a reason and a season. And God might be doing work on you that he cannot do with you, with you if you're in a relationship. And that's what God ministered to me. He was like, I'm doing a very explicit surgery on you right now to deliver you from past trauma, from past conditioning, from just things from the past that really stood in the way of me connecting with a man in a sane and healthy way. And if you go and start trying to patch up your loneliness with, your loneliness is a lie already. But if you're trying to patch up a lie with another lie, he's just creating mess all over. And that, that really shook me. And I really had to repent and be like, okay, Lord, I'm going to take a step back and see what do you want me to do in this season? And he was like, this is a season where I'm separating you. And I think if you're in a season where you are alone, ask the Lord, what do you want on this season for me? Because God has plans for you to bless you and prosper you and not to harm you. So he knows what he wants to do with you. Now, if he has a perfectly good Christian man in front of you and you're rejecting him because of fast trauma, that might be already a season that you need to use this. Yeah. And if you are alone and you're dealing with deep feelings of loneliness and depression, that might also be a reason to heal this. It's all about healing. It's all about restoration and it's all about coming into his rest. We're in a great space of grace that when we do meet the person that we're supposed to be with, that it won't be a desperation, but it'll be an elevation of where we're going. I love that. The thing is that I think in each season of our life, and you explain that so beautifully, in each season of our life, it's an opportunity for us to, one, get more intimate with God, but then for us to also peel back the layers of God's character. Because sometimes we go through things and we're like, God, how are you showing up in this? Like, how can I see you in this? And you explain that so beautifully. God will separate you for a time, for a season, for you. Because God loves you so much. And sometimes we're thinking that it's because there's something wrong with us or all these other things. When it's like, no, God is really just preparing you. He is making sure that you are ready, that your heart is ready, that your mind is ready, that you even have the capacity right now to do this. And because he also loves whoever he has for you so much, 
He's not going to allow you guys to meet so that you could break their heart, so that you could confuse them and send them on a spiral. No, he wants you guys to both come together whole. So use this time and to get closer to God and understand that. And then I keep seeing this all over. One day it all makes sense. It'll make sense why God had you wait. And if you are in that season where you're in that waiting season and you're like, God, like, when are you going to ever show up for me? Like, it's getting cold out here. I know somebody also made the joke about inflation. Like, these prices are looking real shackable. Like, it's looking <laughs> like I might need to shack up with somebody with these rent prices. No, do not do it. Because when we get to that point in our walk where we know better, then we have to do better. God's grace is sufficient, but let's not play with him. Let's not do it. Because now that we know better, then we're held to a higher standard. And we need to make sure that if God is calling you to do something, calling you to wait in the season, wait. If he's calling you to heal in the season, heal. And then when God does present somebody, that he's calling you to move in that other season, be ready to move, but don't neglect this preparation season that he might have you in now. Amen. Yes, I love that. It's a preparation season for his greatness and his goodness. And everything good actually is worth waiting for. If you look at all the different things that you had to wait for in your life, you appreciate them more deeply when you have them. If you get something instantly, a lot of times it don't end up appreciating it and then you'll discard it. And you don't want to do that with the person who's supposed to be the love of your life besides Christ. How but, do you know when you're walking into the right relationship? Because ooh. that's because, okay, we did the work, we healed. Then you also mentioned it. He was like, there could be a guy that guy has presented to you already. Like he is, he's nice. He loves God. He loves animals. Maybe that's your thing. He loves the animals. He's considerate. He's all these things, but he might not, one, mm -hmm. be in the package that you thought he'll come in. Or maybe you're like, oh, like I want, maybe there's certain parts of you that have hasn't healed. So you're like, I want someone that's a little rough around the edges. And no, you don't need that. What? You want someone rough around the edges? The people rough around the edges made you cry. You don't need that. <laughs> so... <laughs> How do you know when it's okay? God, is this you? Am I walking into the right relationship? I've been asking God for grace to know what I need to look out for. And this is very personal to me. It might look different for everyone, but I think there are some overarching things that we can all agree on. And I think one of the first things, how does he communicate his interest in you? Does it speak in clarity and conciseness or does it speak in confusion? Because I don't travel in confusion. <laughs> I don't. So if he's, I don't know about this, let's talk a little bit more. Let's just chill and hey, this, God was like, that's not it. I've noticed in this season that grace has completely dried up. <laughs> in the past, I had a little bit more grace for that, but now I don't have any grace. When a guy steps to me and they travel in confusion, I literally have been saying them to them, thank you, but no thank you. I wish you well, and I wish you all the best. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. You were so nice, and you were so fun. And I'm like, that's great, but I'm not yours because you're traveling confusion. We ain't doing all that. But it doesn't mean that you need to be rude about it. You just can't be like, hey, like, God gave me the words. He's, I don't think we are, we're a match, and I don't think this challenge is for me. But I wish you all the best with finding love, the love that you truly deserve. 
I've found that line really works with people to really convey the notion that I do have in my heart that I do wish them to find the love that they deserve. It's just not me. So yeah. that's something that I've done. And I just wanted to piggyback on what you just said. You're not the one for me. And I know that it might seem like there is a shortage, ladies, of godly men that want to do things God's way. And so when you find a godly man, you're like, he laps on. And he may be a godly man, but he might not be your godly man. And I think sometimes we give a lot of credit to the enemy. And they're like, oh, so yeah, he's a counterfeit. And that. like, no, I think also what can be happening is that grace factor. You are not grace for this person. So each person is going to come with their own set of things, like their own past hurt and traumas, childhood things that they are still overcoming, relational things that they're still overcoming. So the guy God has for you, you will be graced to handle what he's going to come with and him, you. So when you are interacting and meeting someone that is not someone that you're graced for, they could be a God-fearing man and ready to be a, someone's husband. Because sometimes we get our feelings hurt. We see that we break things off with someone and then they quickly get in another relationship and then get married. And you're like, why couldn't you do that with me? You weren't graced for him, sis. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You are fine. You're exactly where God wants you to be right now. But when God sends the one that's going to be for you, there'll be confirmation. Like you could ask God, like, I know we talk about confirmation when it's the wrong person. You're like, all right, God, I need another confirmation for the negative. But God is so loving and so kind that when it is him, he'll let you know. And it might be scary at first. You might be like, are you sure this person? Then you'll start to see, you'll start to see the fruit of it and you'll start to see why God had you wait. And it'll be so beautiful. And you'll be like the one that we'll be talking about later on, on another episode, talking about love and relationships and marriage and all the good stuff that comes with that. But wait for that. Do not settle. Cuffin' Jesus is talking all about settling because it's cold outside. Get some socks, get a, a hoodie, <laughs> get a heater, make sure you stay warm. But don't settle just because you're lonely, just because you're cold, or just because society says that you need someone. Wait for who God has for you. Amen. Hey, one thing that I thought that was really good that you said was that a lot of times we look for confirmation for the negative, but then look for the confirmation for the positive. But then also there's ladies who heard of specific vision from God that this is my husband, and I'm going to put everything on pause and just go after this guy. Know that from experience, and I know from a lot of different ladies that have gone through this, where I thought I heard God, but then God was like, no, that was your desire speaking. So mm-hmm. be very careful when it's confirmation, because God was like, the confirmation will come from the guy and it will come from him. God really warned me about this. And he was like, it will all reverberate on the same level. Like he will speak to you about it and he will be very clear in his intentions. Your heart will agree with it and I will agree with it. And so there's like a threefold confirmation, like a threefold cord that cannot be broken. There's a threefold confirmation that God said he would give me when the guy is right. And a lot of times there's some ladies out there too that they pray about it and then they hear, oh, I'm supposed to marry Carl. And then Carl has no idea that you exist. <laughs> and then you go to Carl and be like, I think I'm your wife and Carl is and you're like crazy. What are you talking about? God ain't said nothing to me. 
And that's something that we need to really be discerning about and discern the spirit because our desires can speak like the Holy Spirit, can sound like the Holy Spirit if we're not careful enough. Because the thing is, you're right. Like there's the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So sometimes it sounds like our own voice. So it's like being able to discern what plays is me or is this God? And I think one good way to do that and really tune your ear a little more is if you're in a season right now where you're like, is this me or is this God? Get more in God's word. Because as you get in his word more, then you'll be like, okay, this is how his voice sounds. And then when the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you, okay, I know that voice. So then it will pretty much convict you because the Holy Spirit, the voice anytime brings stuff back up and be like, so you remember that time when you thought about this and that wasn't me. It convicts you so hard and so fast. So listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. Because when like that piece that we talked about earlier, it's going to come with peace. It's going to come with clarity. And it's going to look like the fruits of the Spirit are going to be there. So you won't have to question it. If there's moments where you're confused, where you're not sure where things are going, you're talking to a great guy, but like he hasn't made his intentions known, or you feel like you're extending yourself so much and not getting much back in return. That's not it, sis. I always think back about how God is so intentional for me. He's chasing after me. And that's the relationship. That's how a relationship is supposed to reflect in the natural. It's supposed to be that image of Christ's relationship with us. Like it's supposed to be that same thing. So if that's not what you're seeing, you're not seeing that fruit. If you feel like you are starting to think feelings of insecurity or not being worthy enough, if those feelings start to pop up while you're talking to a guy, I can guarantee that's not the guy. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. where we also say heal first. You don't yes. want to bring any of that trauma into this where it's a healthy situation, but you can't discern it because you haven't been around a lot of health. So get healthy first so that you can see a situation for what it is and be like, this is healthy, this is not healthy, and you can make your decision. I agree. A lot of times we propagate what was in us on others, so we protect things on others, like you said. So we have to be very careful about what we've gone through. A lot of us have gone through really bad situations. And then we wonder why God has us in a waiting season. He has us in a waiting season because he's undoing a lot of the trauma that you went through in the past. I think a lot of times what we are, we attract. It's not about, oh, the law of attraction or anything like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what they said, what we are, like our needs, that informs our choices. So if you have not healed a part of you, that informs your choices to see someone maybe that emulates your trauma or reminds you of that uncertainty feeling. Because a lot of times you get with people who we don't necessarily understand why they end up being traumatic, but they were giving us plenty of signs from the beginning that they were not dependable or stable, but that uncertainty we interpreted as connection and love and attraction that we forget. That's not love or connection. God travels in certainty, clarity. Those two C's are so important. Certainty and clarity kept imprinting on me the whole time during this time of waiting. So he will make it very plain for you that he's like, this is what I have for you. And also the person will also make it clear like that I am also interested in you 
for this purpose. Again, for this purpose. Not, oh, I'm interested in saying, oh, let's see where this goes. No, I'm interested for you in this purpose. And that was something that's been sifting the wheat from the there for me. Absolutely. Oh, I know you share a little bit about your story, separating the wheat from the tear. That's one thing that I've been dealing with. And I've been, I don't know if you're part of the Seiko community, we've been watching the discernment series by Pastor Jerry Flowers. And in that, he did talk about that story, like when wheat was planted, but then the enemy came and then planted weeds. And there's times in your life where it might seem like you have a couple options. There's a couple of ways you can go. You might want to move towards your preference. You're like, oh, this guy, he looks like he checks off all the boxes on my list. You go with that and you just put all your eggs in one basket and you might be asking for confirmation. I know for me, like during my last little roundabout, I was asking God for confirmation and I was expecting confirmation to come a certain way. So while I'm waiting for a confirmation to come one way, God was confirming it in other ways. Like you said, like with him not being consistent, with him not giving clarity, with him making plans and breaking it. I felt like my heart, I was so disappointed in how things were going and I was still holding on. I was like, let me pray some more. Let me get confirmation. Let me pray some more. Let me get confirmation. And God, I've been confirming this whole time. Like you are going to break your own heart now. I just needed, I had this conversation with this guy and I was just like, what is it? Like, what are we doing here? It still was like a vague, very like, uh, I thought we just seen how things go situation. I was like, no, that's not what I've been doing. That's what you've been doing. And it was just a conversation that probably needed to ha happen in the beginning and just to get that clarity. And this is why I'm saying like the God we serve is so gracious. He was just like, Here's your moment. This is the moment where I'm going to show you point blank. Don't let someone tell you more than once that they don't want you. They could mm. verbally say it. They could, they could show it in their actions. But we have the command that we need to love one another. That's a command. But we, so we forget the last part. Like, you have to love one another. Also, you have to love yourself. You got to first, you got to love God love yourself then you can love others when you remove yourself out of the equation then you can't really love from something you don't have if god loves you and you love god then that's the love you're loving out of so i can't love for what i don't possess so i don't truly love you if i don't love myself and there's moments and times where we put other people's needs before our own so don't do that in this season says don't do it. If someone is showing you signs that they don't love you, they're not capable of doing that in this time, then you remove yourself and love yourself. Love yourself more than anything. Love Amen. God, love yourself. Then you have love to love other people. You spoke a word and you preached us out. So service is over. <laughs> <laughs> But ladies, it's been fun just having this conversation, this gentle conversation about conferences with you. I'm sure we're going to have more conversations about dating and just coupling and godly relationships. But for today, we're signing off. But before we sign off, we just want to remind you that the Safe Cook community is here for you. So if you are a listener, but you are not connected, get connected. We have an app. 
where you can do different things, connect with your sisters, go to Bible study, have watch parties. We have journaling and spoken word parties. And we also have in-person meetups. So it's not only virtual, we also have in-person meetups. And we have a conference next year, which is going to be awesome. Awesome, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just hope that you get connected. The link is in the bio. Yeah. So can you pray us out? Yes, absolutely. Father God, we thank you for this gentle conversation, a conversation about cuffing season and not falling into what society says we should be doing in this time, but looking towards you and getting confirmation and finding identity in you first. So Father God, we just thank you for this conversation. Thank you for the testimonies that we've had to even share about cupping season and what that meant and the past it took us on and how you're so gracious and got us back on track. So Father God, I, I pray that if this touched any young woman that you will continue to work with them and deal with them and allow them to see that you love them so much you have so many great plans for them to prosper and you have so many good things for them while they wait, good things for them in this season and that you will not withhold any good thing from them. So remind them of that. Remind them to get close to you in this season as they prepare and in due time, if it's in your will, they will receive that spouse that they're looking for. Father God, I just thank you as we close this um Sasha, I thank you for all that you're doing in the lives of me, Christy, and the rest of our sisters listening. And we'll never fail to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thank you for listening, Safe Girls. Until next time. Until Bye. next time. Bye.